if it were possible to lose your next 10 pounds without dieting? Listen closely and welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I'm going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Lux Lifers, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here and happy to have your ear. So today we're talking about that phrase, no is a complete sentence. Now, that is not an original phrase by me, and I'm sure you may have heard it somewhere along the way in your life. It's actually a phrase that was coined by a writer named Annie Lamott. And there's a book that's written by that same title, No is a Complete Sentence. That's not exactly where I first heard of it. No offense to Annie. I'm sure she's a wonderful writer. But the first time I heard that sentence and it like struck me to my core was by Dave Ramsey. And if you're not familiar with Dave Ramsey, he's the founder and creator of Financial Peace University. And that is a, well, when I took it, it was 13 weeks. I think it's like nine weeks now. But it's a multi-week financial literacy course. And it literally just teaches you the basics of finances, but it teaches you how to think a certain way about managing your finances so you can create the result of living a debt-free life or living a life without debt. So I took Financial Peace University way back in 2011. And at that point, I had hit rock bottom and I had been laid off from my corporate job. I was on unemployment. I was in the middle of like launching my one of my very first businesses as an event planner. So I was making a little bit of money at that time, but I had no idea what I was doing as an entrepreneur and just knew that I liked to throw parties and just knew that I was really good at connecting people. So I had a lot of fun. I was doing a lot of events, but I didn't know what to charge. So I was really undercharging and not making a ton of money. And because I was trying to keep up appearances, I was still spending a lot of money that I didn't have, right? So I was using a lot of credit. I had student loans. I had the credit card debt. I made <laughs> I made an investment in a Ponzi scheme. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we'll have to talk about that. $40,000 personal loan that I took out to invest in a what I found out later was a Ponzi scheme. Yes, and those people were actually convicted. Never got my money back, but I did pay off the loan. So anyway, I had amassed over $200,000 worth of debt. $236,000 to be exact. And it was at that point where I was just completely overwhelmed. I couldn't keep up appearances anymore. And I just remember like in my apartment at that time, and I had been in negotiations with the leasing manager to like pay my rent in weekly increments because I was getting, you know, a little bit of money from unemployment. Like it was just ridiculous. And I was like hiding all of this from my friends and family. And I just remember breaking down 
in my apartment and just crying on the floor. When I'm in pain, when I'm like, I have nowhere else to go, I go to my Bible. So I remember opening up the Bible and I just started reading it and just praying for literally a miracle, just praying for something to change. And so at that point, I was really broke. Like I had no money. And for fun, I used to go to the bookstore. I used to go to Barnes and Noble to entertain myself on the weekends and just to see what was, you know, what books were in there. And I would hang out and read some books. Never bought any books, <laughs> but I would hang out and grab a book off the shelf, sit down in the chair and just read. And so that's when I came across Dave Ramsey's book, um, Total Money Makeover. It was on the table. <laughs> you know, sometimes they have like the display table of books and it was one of those books that was just propped up. And I was like, Total Money Makeover, that looks like a really interesting book. So I picked it up and started reading it. And I was like, oh, this is quite fascinating. This is maybe what I need. So I didn't have any money to actually buy the book, but I saw that he had a website. So I went home and Googled Dave Ramsey and found Financial Peace University. Anyway, participated, signed up immediately. I had, it was $100 at that time to register for the class. And I literally found $100. I didn't even know that I had the 100 bucks, but God moves in mysterious ways. And I found the money to register for the class, got my kit, went to a little storefront church every week, every Tuesday night to go to class. And that class literally changed my life at that point. So the class at the time was 13 weeks. and. The principles that I learned from that class were life-changing. And so it just completely changed the way that I thought about money. It completely changed the way that I spent my money. And it really just got me organized and got my head out of the sand and allowed myself to be more accountable and taking responsibility for what I was doing. So from that class, I ended up paying off $236,000 of debt that was including student loans. I purchased my car, paid off the car loan, paid off that personal loan, that $40,000 personal loan that I took out, and all the other debt that I had amassed trying to, you know, live my life in the way that I thought other people thought I should be living my life. And I did it in about two years. I did it in about two years, which, you know, when I look back, I'm like, damn, that was amazing. <laughs> How did I do that? One of the things that I did was once I went through the class, there was like a series of uh, occurrences and just like serendipitous occurrences, like just can't even call it coincidence. It was just amazing how a series of events unfolded. But Fast forward, I ended up facilitating Financial Peace University at my church at the time. And I did, I think I did about two, I uh, forget now, maybe three different rounds of the 13-week class. And about 200 people went through the class. And as I'm facilitating the class, I'm still paying off the debt. So it was definitely top of mind. I absolutely love doing that class. And it was, I just, you know, I love helping people. But it was definitely top of mind that I continued on the path and I continued just 
building upon what I learned when I took it the first time. So in about two years, a little over two years, a little under two years, I paid off over $200,000 in debt. And one of the thoughts that I practiced a lot during that time was no is a complete sentence. No and O is a complete sentence. So I was at that place where I was just throwing all of my money, all of the money that I had, every single extra penny, I was throwing it at the debt. And when you're in that mindset of like throwing all of your money into paying off debt and you're not doing a lot of the things that you used to do, I had a lot of opportunities to tell people, no, no, I'm not going on our annual girls trip vacation No, I'm not going out to dinner this weekend. No, I'm not meeting you guys for happy hour. No, I'm not buying a gift for everyone this Christmas. So for those two years where I was, as Dave calls it, gazelle intense, I was super focused on paying off the debt, super focused on that goal of becoming debt-free. And so, yeah, I had a lot of opportunities to say no and to practice that sentence, no. And yes, that is a complete sentence. So it's so interesting now that I'm looking back, like when I was six figures in debt, I was also struggling with my weight. And I just remember, I was like, look, okay, I got to focus on one thing at a time. And at that time, I was like about to be homeless. (laughs) So I needed to focus on paying off my debt. But it's funny, you know that saying, how you do one thing is how you do everything? I notice it all the time with my clients. So I was an overspender. I was also an overeater. That was my norm. That was just how I operated. That's just how my brain was like, okay, this is what we do. We overeat and we spend too much money. So just ask yourself, like, just look at your life. If you're struggling with your weight, and I assume you are because otherwise, why would you be listening to this podcast? Stop dieting forever. But if you're struggling with your weight in any way, just be curious and see, are you dealing with other areas in your life in the same way that you handle food? Just be curious. Don't judge yourself, but just shine a little flashlight on your brain and just be curious. So as I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about, because this is the holiday season, like tis the season, And I was thinking about some of the things that my Lux Lifers struggle with during the holidays. And one of the things that I know that I struggled with during the holidays was just saying no, buying all the things, eating all the things, drinking all the things, right? Tis the season. And I just remember the holidays used to cause me so much stress because even though (laughs) Christmas was the same time every year, I always felt like I was unprepared, and I always felt like I wanted to buy all the things for everybody, but didn't have the money saved, didn't have, you know, enough money allocated to buy all the things, couldn't do all the Christmas decorations that I wanted. So instead of saying no to myself and no to other people, I would just whip out a credit card because, hell, I had really good credit. (laughs) I was never late with my bills. I had really good credit, so it was no, it was not hard for me to get 
credit to buy things. So right now when I'm recording this, we're in the middle of the Lose Your Next 10 Pounds Challenge special holiday edition. And one of the threads in the group is for people to write down what their favorite holiday food is. Like, what's the one thing that they look forward to eating that they just can't live without? And so, it's so interesting, the the uh, the diverse foods that people love to eat. So, there's everything on there from apple pie with bluebell ice cream. And I love the specificity that it has to be bluebell ice cream. Not just apple pie and ice cream, but no apple pie and bluebell ice cream. (laughs) Um, Somebody said, a couple of people said peanut butter blossom cookies. Now, I never heard of peanut butter blossom cookies. And I had to ask, I asked somebody, I was like, what is that exactly? And basically it's a peanut butter cookie with a Hershey kiss in the middle. And I was like, oh, yes, I've seen pictures of those on Pinterest. I know exactly what that is. I don't think I've ever had one, but I can imagine that it is a fabulous thing to eat because I love the taste of chocolate and peanut butter together. So yeah, a couple people wrote peanut butter blossom cookies. Um, My client from London, she added in Yorkshire pudding, I probably said that with a terrible American accent. Forgive me, please. (laughs) Yorkshire pudding was one. Any Christmas cookie. And mac and cheese came up a lot, too. So, you know, what is your favorite thing that you love to eat during the holidays? And here's a funny thing, right? So, like, we have all of these favorite foods that we love to eat every year. But just think about it for a second. You know what the food tastes like. So it shouldn't be difficult for you to say no to the food because you already know what it tastes like. Like, is the mac and cheese this year going to taste any different from the mac and cheese that you had last year or the year before? Are those peanut butter blossom cookies going to taste any different from the last time you had them? So it's so interesting. We get ourselves all like, wrapped up into like, oh, it's the holidays and I must have this food and it's going to be fabulous. And we get all excited about it, but it's like, really? Like, we already know what it tastes like. Is it it really going to be anything different? So just something to, to think about. But one of the sneaky thoughts that gets us into trouble this time of year is the thought, it's the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that thought. Well, it's the holidays, so as soon as we justify our overindulgence with that thought, well, it's the holidays, we are setting ourselves up for potential failure. And I'm talking about your weight, y'all. That simple thought, that simple sentence in your brain, it's the holidays, causes us to feel an emotion that drives us to eat even when we're not physically hungry. And this is when we allow our emotions to dictate our food choices instead of deciding to eat intentionally. Look, if you don't remember anything I tell you about eating during the holiday season, I want you to remember this one thing. 
Eating intentionally versus eating emotionally will keep you from picking up those extra holiday pounds. I promise you, if you practice intentional eating every single day of this holiday season versus allowing yourselves to be driven by your emotions, then I guarantee you will avoid picking up that traditional holiday weight gain. But the problem is, most of us don't experience our holiday season intentionally. We experience it emotionally, and we allow all of our emotions to dictate how we're going to feel. It's that time of the year, right? I'm not going to start singing, don't worry. (laughs) But it's that time of the year where you should be feeling merry and bright and It's that time of the year where everyone overspends and everyone overindulges and everyone overdrinks. And that's kind of like how society presents this time of year to us. But when we allow ourselves to get wrapped up in that whole marketing hype of how we should be experiencing the holidays instead of us being intentional about how we want to experience the holidays, we get caught up in the hype. I had a client, or I have a client. She's a current client. She's a mom of three. She's a grandmom of four. And she told me that the holidays were like the worst time of year for her. And she thought it was just like the normal stress of the holiday season because you're trying to do all the things for all the kids and you want to make it like a perfect holiday season. And so you got to do all the things. But now she's realizing that it was just too much work and too much mind drama that she was putting on herself to make the holiday season quote unquote perfect. Perfection is elusive. There is no such thing. I don't care how many Christmas decorations you put up. I don't care how many pies you bake. I don't care how many Christmas cookies you decorate lovingly. Perfection is overrated you're still going to have issues and shit that comes up during the holiday season, regardless of whether you do, quote unquote, all of the things. So just think about that, right? The mind drama that she was unintentionally creating herself because she wanted to create this perfect Christmas, it actually backfired on her because then she just didn't like the holiday season because it left her stressed and overwhelmed. And what happens when you're knee-deep in the season, right, in the midst of the holiday hype, and you don't like how you're feeling, you're feeling overwhelmed, anxious, stressed, whatever, but oh my goodness, it's the season where there's like food everywhere, and it's okay to overindulge, and you just tell yourself, well, it's the holidays, and what ends up happening? You just eat and you eat, and you eat, and you eat. But here's the one thing that I always found about myself and other professional dieters may feel the same way as well, is that we would never just like binge on a whole tray of cookies, right? For me, I was a picker. I would pick myself into being overweight (laughs) during the holiday season. Right? I remember my grandmother used to make chocolate chocolate cake. 
And she used to make rum cake, too, during the holidays, which I thoroughly enjoyed as a kid. And I never, like, cut a piece of cake. I would always just grab a fork and, like, just take a little forkful off of the cake. Like a bite or two here. But here's the thing. I used to do it, like, multiple times throughout the day. (laughs) So instead of just, like, sitting down at one time during the day and saying, okay, I'm going to have a piece of chocolate cake, it was like, no, if I just have a little bit here and a little bit there, like, it didn't really count. And all I could do was think about eating that chocolate cake. So I was a picker. I remember helping my mom because my mom used to do Christmas dinner for the family every year. And so I was like her sous chef. And I remember like grating the cheese for the macaroni and cheese. And we would have like this huge bowl of shredded cheddar cheese. My mom used to use like extra sharp cheese and the yellow kind and the white kind. It was like a whole thing, a whole bunch of different cheeses. And I remember just like taking a little pinch of cheese here, a little pinch of cheese there and just eating it. Right. And though when the macaroni pasta was done, I would and that was in another bowl, I would get like a little bit of macaroni pasta and a little bit of cheese and like throw it in my mouth (laughs) and eat it. Right. This is in the during the preparation of dinner. I remember like with the leftovers So after dinner was over and we were wrapping everything up, I would take like a little corner of turkey. And I remember going back in the refrigerator and like lifting up the foil because the big turkey carcass would still be on the big plate and like just pulling a piece of turkey off, right? All those little bits, bites, and tastes would add up. I actually call those BLTs, bites, licks, and tastes. Those will keep you overweight for sure. So if you find yourself being a picker, just be aware that those little bites, licks, and tastes could keep you easily five, six, seven pounds overweight. No problem at all. So wherever you find yourself, whether you're a binger, whether you're like, you know what, I'm just going to eat all the cookies right now at one sitting and, and just do it, or you're a picker like me and you pick at the food for days and days and days until it's all gone. Either way, You're eating emotionally and not eating intentionally. And because we have that thought running in our heads, well, it's the holidays. This is just what we do, right? When we have that thought, it's the holidays. It causes us to feel justified. And when we feel justified, it just drives our action to eat and eat and eat or pick and pick and pick for days, So think about it. When you have the thought, it's the holidays, you feel justified in that moment to eat the thing or to drink the thing. Pour me another glass of wine, please. Thank you very much. But what I want to tell you is that that is just your old programming. That's just your old holiday programming. If it were a record, it would be an old classic, just playing in your head. Holiday season triggers the thought, it's just the holidays, right? Makes you feel justified in that moment with your overeating and your overdrinking. But listen, what if this is the year that you want to wake up on January 1st and not feel like you need to go on a diet? If this is the year that you want to not gain weight over the holiday season, 
guess what? You're going to have to reprogram that way of thinking. You're going to have to find a new record to start playing in your head. So no, it's not okay to eat unintentionally for days and days and days just because it's the holidays. Tell your bratty brain, no, we're not doing it this year. Tell everyone who wants you to eat and drink like you used to, like, girl, what's wrong with you? You know you should be on your second plate by now. Tell them no. You don't have to explain to anyone why you're saying no. You just have to keep practicing that complete sentence, no, a lot. For some of us, we got to practice it multiple times throughout the holiday season. And the important thing is, in addition to you just saying no, the most important thing is for you to remind yourself why you're telling yourself no. So for me, when I was in the midst of getting out from underneath all of that debt, I said no to all the extraneous spending outside of my budget because at that time, I was choosing my goal of being debt-free over spending money on something that wasn't going to make me, you know, change my life in any major way. So for me, learning to say no created a feeling of pride. It created a feeling of accomplishment. It created like positive feelings for me that drove my action to stick to my spending plan and to keep throwing every extra penny that I could find at my debt. It got to the point where I was like, where can I find extra money? Like, like how tight can I get so I can throw 10 cents, 15 cents, an extra dollar at my debt this week? So when I first started with Financial Peace University and I had to create this allocated spending plan, right, which is very similar to an eating plan, it was, it was hard. First of all, I didn't have enough money to cover all of my expenses. So that was one thing I had to get over. But sticking to my spending plan was difficult. And before I got to that place mentally, saying no to my friends about going out to dinner and saying, no, I can't go to happy hour this weekend, it created a serious feeling of FOMO right? Fear of missing out. And it was no fun. It kind of sucked. But I stuck with it because I was disciplined and I was committed to my goal. And look, I had spent my last hundred bucks investing in this class. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, it's got to (laughs) work. I was very invested in that working for me. So as I saw the progress, though, with my account balances going down, like my debt balances going down every day, And I was very, very um, meticulous about tracking my expenses and tracking my overall debt and looking at each of my debt balances just going down, 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 down. And I recommitted to that goal every single day. So in addition to looking at my plan, looking at my allocated spending plan, looking at my numbers going down. I recommitted to my goal every single day. And by doing that, I reminded my brain what we were working towards, right? We weren't working towards saving up for vacation. 
we were working towards paying down that Bank of America Visa card. So no became my favorite sentence. And when that happened, I actually started to make more money and I had more opportunities to say no, to throw even more money at my debt and watch my balances go down even more. It was crazy. I was, I was making so much money. And you would think at that time I would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go treat myself, go on vacation. Like I could take a couple extra dollars and take myself out to dinner. I was like, nope. The more money I made, the more money that I was committed to throwing towards my debt because I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I want you to think about this holiday season, right? I want you to think about what it means to you. And I want you to think about your old programming, your old holiday programming. What does that look like for you? And I want to ask you some questions, right? What if you learned to love saying no to all the extra food and drink because you love your health more than you love eating the thing? What if you loved the feeling that you generate when you go to bed each night knowing that every time you said no during the day, you were doing something great for your health? Imagine making a whole tray of peanut butter blossom cookies, right? For your family, for your kids, for your neighbors, whoever. Imagine making a whole tray of cookies, a whole batch of cookies, and you giving yourself the gift of saying no. And imagine being able to go to bed at night thinking like, wow, I'm really proud of myself. I didn't have not one cookie because I'm choosing to recreate this old record (laughs) in my head. I'm choosing to create a new way I want to think about the holidays. Just think about that for a second. Here's the thing. We as human beings, we forget that we get to decide how we want to feel at any given point. Just because it's Christmas Eve doesn't mean you have to be overwhelmed and stressed and try to make all the cookies because that's what you did five years ago. And that's what you've been doing every year since then. There's no manual that says you need to feel overwhelmed and overeat just because it's the holidays. But here's the thing. We've been thinking that way so long. Our brain kind of believes that this is the holiday manual that we must follow. Oh, here we go. Christmas Eve, I got to make four batches of cookies, four dozen cookies, because that's what we do. And we give Santa two and we eat the rest. Right? That's our old manual of how you're supposed to experience the holidays. But what if you decided that you get to create your own holiday manual this season? What if you decide that your holiday manual looks like one that allows you to feel present? and not worried about the things that you don't have control over? What if your holiday manual allows you to feel in control instead of feeling like you can't say no? What if your holiday manual this season allows you to be at peace instead of stressing about everything 
And look, we've got the coronavirus on top of everything else we need to deal with on the holidays. Do yourself a favor and like, let's just reduce our stress levels and stop trying to control everything we don't have control over. We generate the feeling of peace. We generate the feeling of being in control. We generate the feeling of being present, right, by our thinking. So here's my challenge for you, dear Lux Lifer. I want you to have some fun this holiday season and you decide ahead of time how you want to experience it. And I want you to explore the possibility of learning to love using the complete sentence, no. All right. Continue to live Lux, and I will see you in the next episode. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever.